This is not an ad, so please do not skip. In this episode, we are dealing with some pretty heavy subject matter, including death and addiction. If any of these topics are a trigger for you, please consider whether or not to keep listening. If you or someone you love is struggling with substance abuse or in need of mental health services, please call the National Helpline 1-800-662-4357 or go to findtreatment.gov for a list of services in your area. Welcome to the American Grown Podcast hosted by Austin Sullivan. The American Grown Podcast will focus on people from different walks of life and their journey to where they are now. Now, turn up your volume and settle in for a great episode. Hi, I'm Austin Sullivan, and I'm your host for the American Grown Podcast, recorded inside the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Today, we have Justin Snyder, once a longtime server at the N422. Now, he is the founder of a popular Facebook page, Lebanon County Weather, with over 24,000 followers. Justin, welcome to episode 14 of the American Grown Podcast. Hey, how are you, Austin? Thanks for having me. Yeah, hey, thank you for making it in today. So, for the listeners out there, Justin and I actually met a long time ago. Uh, I used to have hair on the top of my head <laughs> at a local place, a uh, local restaurant, actually. Very popular, very well-known, uh, the N422. Yeah, you were just a kid then. Uh, very mature kid growing up fast and... I don't know, watching your family grow up over the years, dang, and here you are. <laughs> yeah, 30 years later, know, you know, it's I crazy. And uh, yeah, you. so you were a, a server there with Scott and Crystal. Yes. Um, was that your first job? It was. Um, uh, Scott and Crystal, um, I, uh, they were like a family to me. They still are like a family to me. Uh, <clears throat> Scott and Crystal purchased the chapel, the Coleman Chapel, uh, in, uh, 1999, I believe it was, uh, they had a vision of restoring this beautiful, well, what we all thought was a historic chapel, but actually it's not registered historic, uh, and they had a vision of saving this beautiful, uh, church, this sanctuary, uh, for marriage, uh, so... That is when I was employed with Scott and Crystal. And it wasn't on the books right away. It was more like I was a little kid. And they're like, here, this kid's interested. So I was mowing the grass. And yeah, uh, wow, you're taking me back here, bro. Yeah. Taking me way back. It feels like just yesterday, but I mean, it's been sold now for... Oh, Scott and Crystal sold the the, uh, chapel in... 2006 they made it a very very popular a wedding venue in lebanon county they did something that i don't think anybody has ever done they were very successful they had uh, connoisseurs um push nick steiner uh on stage uh i think scott was somewhere in palmyra he started as a diner up there okay um scott and crystal up through it all uh, eventually got the N422. I think they bought that in 1995. Wow. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> they had a vision of a bed and breakfast, uh, but also a little sandwich shop to be okay. open during the day. And so the inn was born. Yeah, and it, it really uh, took off as kind of the place to to go for, you know, a little upscale, a little fancy. Uh, I remember Scott would always bring out his uh, baked Alaska 
oh, and nice. tell his stories about it. Oh, he's so passionate about it. And the food was great. I mean, the food was very good. Now it's a hibachi. I think it, it is. is. Yeah. Um, Scott was, uh, when you say about Scott bringing that, uh, that dessert out. Let me let me tell you a little thing about that. Scott Angst was always in a book. The guy's still in a book. Uh, Scott was always reading, and he was a very very knowledgeable person. Um, so everything that he would tell a guest was something unique, and it was most likely something that he experienced in his life. He once told me um, he would never make anybody do a job he wouldn't do, uh, yeah. and he was true to that word. Uh, and that was the mentality of Scott and Crystal. They were, uh, um, you know, this little family. Uh, and it was really, in the beginning, it was all family at the end working. Um, and then they got bigger. That yeah. sandwich shop grew and they decided, hey, let's uh, let's open up uh, on the weekends and see what happens. And, uh, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful location. It still is. Um, you know, of course different ownership and everything so they remodeled it and everything's different like you said it felt like family felt like home we would go there for birthdays you know it was just the place to go when you wanted a nice steak uh you wanted something uh, brunch brunch was another good one you know so it was just phenomenal and and the food was always good and the people were great you know the the staff such as yourself you, you were all very professional and it wasn't like snobbish or snooty like it didn't have that kind of feeling, you know what I mean? Everyone was, you know, accepted there, and, and everyone could have a good time and a good meal. So now when you, Justin, said you started there, you were young. You were like a kid. So let's go back. What was your childhood like? Well, it was a very good childhood growing up. Um, I, I can't complain. I really can't. I had wonderful parents. Uh, they're still alive, thankfully. Um, I love my parents dearly. They've been uh, through my rock and bottom. But growing up, uh, I never had nothing that I didn't, you know, want. My parents made sure we had it. Um, we weren't the best in the financial situation as a kid, but I think that uh, the grassroots of the country, I can think I can speak for everybody and know everybody struggles and stuff. So, you know, growing up in my generation, you know, shit was a lot different back then. I mean... Hell, I remember the old Tinker Toys, the the actual ones that you rolled and that you couldn't break the metal ones. Oh wow! Do you yeah. remember? Do you remember? I, why you see you too young? See, I'm a little younger. Uh, yeah, you not by too. much, though. Not by much. We were talking before we started recording. It's only like a seven year difference, but. I remember, like, the Lincoln Logs. Yes. Man, they were legit, like, sturdy, building up. You can't find them no more anywhere. Everything's cheap and breakable. And that's what what the big corporations want. You know, you have these toys, and, oh, it breaks. We'll just go buy a new one. (laughs) You know, that's the solution. That is, no. Oh, I don't like it. Growing up, you know, you're working at the inn, high school. What was that like? Let's go about high school. Is there any, what did you, some people are into music, some people are into sports. Any teachers or coaches that were mentors for you oh, yeah. while in school? Yeah, There was a lot. And where um, did you go to school? I'm sorry. <clears throat> Lebanon High. Okay. So you're local. Oh, wonderful, yep. wonderful school. Wonderful, uh, wonderful education out there. And uh, today's programs that they have for these kids, it's just phenomenal. Things that we didn't have then, and I see what they have now. These kids that don't want to take education seriously, I really wish they would. And I wish I would have taken it more seriously, but... Hey, I don't think it turned out bad. No, no, not so. at all. But was there anything in particular, though, that you remember from high school? Uh, maybe a particular teacher or were you into music? Were you a, no, a, a I was football? A, more, more of a loner, uh, but 
a popular geek, if you want to okay. say. I would call me that. Um, but I was also a little, sometimes a badass because really? I was, yeah, I was always, uh, always, well, especially middle school, Mr. Murky, please report to the library classroom. And you knew you were in trouble, and it was always suspension. Yeah. And that tenure of mine continued in the high school because I just, I never really respected authority back then. And, uh, well, I had to learn growing up what that meant. And so my passion in school was, I guess, helping other people. I always tried to help people by making them laugh. So, Austin, that's when I think I realized that that's what I want to do in life is, like, help people and Da, 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 da. And I think that's where I, I, you know, had an interest in the the school newspaper in high school. Oh, okay. I was the photographer and at one point editor, I think, in chief. And I think Miss Agnew, she did this incredible program. And so it got me, you know, like you, you get into a mindset of doing things. And I think, you know, doing that in high school set me up for what was later to come in my life. Yeah. And high school was also on our school newspaper, which for any listeners out there, if you're still in high school or whatever, coming up through, uh, get involved. I think it's big to get involved, whether you're into music or sports or, you know, if your school has a yearbook or, or a, a newspaper staff, get involved with that. Cause I did the uh, sports photography and, uh, you know, it's fun on a Friday night. You get right there on the sidelines, taking pictures, you get to interact with these athletes and then some, you know, going to college and stuff like that. So, uh, definitely for everyone out there, if you're in high school, be a part of something, you know, you don't always have to be the star athlete, but get out there and have some fun, you know, especially while you're young. After high school, what was it? Some some people go right into the workforce, some people CTC and, and or I shouldn't say that, but yeah, technology school, some people go to four-year school. What was that for you? Was it right into the workforce? Work. Scott and Crystal hired me uh, when I was, my goodness, 14, I think, maybe. Oh, wow. So you time. were young. Yeah. I was young. I was young, man. I worked for him for 20 years at uh, between both locations wow. when they retired. 14 is very young to be working. Yeah. Uh, was the restaurant business always something you well, wanted to get into? That's what got me, you know, going right from high school right into working gave me a different respect towards authority, I think. Okay. Because that's when I started to turn into an adult. So I'm I'm growing up in this time frame right after high school, now going into real life, um, not having those people around, not having those familiar faces that you used to have in high school. So shit, it's scary. And yeah. what do you do? So I find... Uh, after high school, I find that I'm partying a lot more. Okay. I'm 21 now, and uh, alcohol. <clears throat> alcohol started. Uh, but long before that, uh, when I got, uh, I was still in high school, Josh Shank. Okay. Actually, he's the fire chief of the Never Sink Fire Company okay. right now. Wonderful guy. He was at the time... And he still is a township of uh, West London Township employee. He was a volunteer fireman from the age of 14. So this kid's wow. given, well, he's an adult now, but given half his life, you know, <clears throat> to helping people. So he decided it would be a good idea one day on the bus to give me a membership. And ha, huh, the history starts. I think that was 
I don't know, 2002 or it was right after 9-11. Okay. And that's where I was like, it's, yeah, this is what I want to do. And, and you, and yeah, so that kind of segues you into becoming a firefighter and, and I don't know if e- EMS was involved with it. Yeah, it was a basic, very, very, at okay. the end. but uh, the basics that I learned back then, um, it just seems like that's the common sense stuff, but we, today we don't practice it. So yeah. I don't know. The knowledge that I have is I could be life-sustaining for you if in the event something were to happen. Uh, that's Which that's huge. I mean... And- I don't have any of my certs anymore, but I think they're just a piece of paper. If you know the, the skill, use it. Yeah, and I think once you learn it, that, that's probably always with you. Yeah, you know it's I mean? never going to be not there. It's, yeah. uh, and when I say I gave half my life, I meant it. I gave half my life and half my body uh, i should say half my body because i live in constant pain now so uh, being a firefighter and you know you're so you're a little bit older maybe in your in your 20s um how many years were you a firefighter oh man well so roughly 2002 to 2017 and uh holy cow yeah so that's quite some time yeah but that all came to an end but we'll we'll talk about that later yeah. that's a different topic okay but. before we get off of it is there one particular emergency you went out on and you don't have to get into details and names but that you were like wow you know this is this is bad or, or, or you know a certain because i know things happen around lebanon county and and some fires are big and and anything like that that you can remember that you were like whoa this is there's like, so many and i would rather not but i will okay uh, and uh, i don't know where this is going to take us but it was really the beginning of the end for me because this is really where I started drinking. I mean, heavily because this in particular call got in my head uh, and it was very hard to get it out of my head. And for a very long time, the one call that you are asking me about was behind the Lebanon Valley mall in the mid two thousands, maybe 2000 and, 16 maybe 15 14 okay. doesn't matter i don't know the year we had fire training that monday night it was a monday night and i was just exhausted at that time working almost two jobs i think almost three jobs i think and uh a call came in and now i made a decision i wasn't going to go to this training tonight i'm just going to relax and that is exactly what we were going to do me and my family that night and the call came in for a pedestrian struck by a train. The thing about it, Elston, is <clears throat> I was out back on my swing, and I heard this god-awful, the horn, you know. Why the hell am I hearing the horn? Why the hell is it coming way from the mall side? Why am I hearing this horn? Yeah. Uh, because it was going eastbound. It was west to east. Okay. So it was coming towards the city of Lebanon. I hear this awful screech noise, and... It's like, what the hell? And I knew it was a train. Never put two and two together. Dispatch comes in. Reality sinking in now. And oh no. Shit. Mom's car was there. We jumped in. Took me. I got to the tunnel at the Lebanon Valley Mall. Right. And you, and you live just for the listener, fairly close to proximity. We oh, exact, I live within but... two blocks. Okay. Not even that. Two so blocks. Yeah. So for my route of travel, uh, which to the fire company was always the tunnel. It's the quickest way. We didn't have rudders back then. Right. So the familiar uh, where you're at, guys, are at. I live right next to the Coleman Chapel. So okay. to give you an idea, <clears throat> that's where rudders is now. So... 
to get there. You hear the whistle, you hear yeah, the screech. From my route of travel, yep. at that time, the red light wouldn't, it was not the quickest route of travel. And okay. then you have 16th and, uh, and Lehman that should have a red light. But so anyway, we go the tunnel way and I see pedestrians on the bottom side of the undercarriage. Um, I see at that time they were Lebanon Valley Mall security officers and they could actually do things in that mall. But anyway, I see one that would later go on to be a North Lebanon cop is white as a ghost. Wow. So I'm like, you know, something serious, something very serious. So I'm like, shit. I said, mom, get out of here. The engine's going to be coming. I never communicated with my guys, you know, um, that I was going to be on this scene until I got there. So I threw, said, throw my gear on the engine. Okay. These guys were a little delayed by doing that. So they get there a little later. In that time, I go up there and uh, I see what I think to appear be a, a, a horrible prank. Somebody threw a a dummy out of their boss cobs, you know, those mannequins. Oh, yes, like a mannequin, yes. So I'm I'm relieved. I was like, Just some kids messing around. Now I'm pissed, though. And this cop is just, he's, or not cop at the time, he was security guard. He's just, he's mad. And he is just, like, he's he's not mad. He's white as a ghost. He's scared. And now I go back and I look down and I realize that there's a gash in this mannequin's head. I feel for a pause, and I feel warm. Whoa. So now you know. This shit just sank in real quick. And it's like, I'm taken back because the way the witch, the body was laying, wasn't human. That's why I thought it was a mannequin. Something fake, right. Just a prank. So that instance there, traumatizing, for sure. That did it. And the... uh, paramedics on scene determined that there was a pulse i don't believe there was a pulse from what i was what i witnessed there that day um they took the um the person off the railroad tracks and attempted life saving measures uh and the 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 person was pronounced dead at At the scene what the hospital they declared him dead at the hospital he was long gone by before that i can only imagine did when you got there the security guard did he, did anyone say how the person was up there did well it wasn't known it was chaotic there was oh. no way to know at this point what what the hell happened we just knew somebody got hit <clears throat> so this guy's he's hysterical he's down now they got him off and that's fine because this isn't for the right people you know you gotta have yeah, the right mindset to see this yeah. so i immediately after knowing this run and i don't run at that time i was a bigger guy but i don't run because i just think if you run it silly but at this time i'm running because i know we have younger guys on my engine i got to the top of the tunnel and i remember doing the x doing the x yeah like like don't come or the x typically like if you're a race fan that means uh oh get here now oh for me the indication the x and our driver my best friend sarge brenner knew what I was relaying, that this was fatality. Yeah. So, oh, I got goosebumps talking about yeah, this. Yeah, no, one, I bro. appreciate you sharing it. I, I, he yeah. kept the younger guys down, and uh, yeah, we got up there, and it was just, oh, man. Because growing up as a kid, you know, it's always, you don't play in the railroad tracks. You don't play in the tracks, you know, and, and you, um, how do I say, you, you know, you respect, obviously, you know, you look both ways across the street and things like that. So I can only imagine what that was and, and the impact it had on you. Now, you said that led to your drinking, which you had mm. mentioned on the forum. And we talked before the podcast that mm. you'd like to touch on it. 
Yeah, let's just, that's going to be half this story here. Yeah. Me, uh, yeah, take a drink. Let yeah, me yeah. take a drink here. And, and we're drinking we're, water. we got to stay hydrated because, again, it's pretty oh, hot. It's, hot out it's there. pretty hot and out I'll there. give you that. It's but To me, it's not. And I'll explain why. Okay. But uh, as yeah. a firefighter. But now we'll go on. Here we go. So, yeah, alcohol. Uh, alcohol became a big part of my life. <clears throat> you know, you're right out of school. You're making your own life. You're involved in the fire service. Obviously, back in those days, in my tenure, you drank. And the guys still do today. I know they do. Uh, most are more responsible than we were back in the day. For me, it was party life. And I just couldn't get over the party life. Uh, Harrisburg Hardware Bar every weekend. Dollar drinks. Yeah. Girls up on the bar dancing, whipping. You're getting your ass whipped up there if it's your birthday. They pour tequila <laughs> right. down your throat. It's something it that fun. the kids yeah. today don't know. It was an addicting nightclub. And downtown 2nd Street in Harrisburg's where it was. Well, we all know what that is. It's Bar Alley at right. that time. Now yeah. it's Restaurant Row, they call it. But back in my tenure, that was... Uh, that was Bar Alley, so it was nothing to have about 5,000 drunk people walking down 2nd Street. Wow. And when they had, uh, back then they would do these bar-thons, so you were getting thousands and thousands of people into that little yeah, strip. It's not a big area. I mean, no, yeah. downtown, or downtown Harrisburg at the hardware bar. But between uh, all those bars, you had thousands of people. It was crazy. It yeah. was something like you would see. Pack like sardines. Yeah. Well, when there was events, when they had the bar crawls and they would do yeah. a tremendous, uh, hell, they would give away shirts, cups, and that would get you like four hours of free drinking. And wow. then now, well, that lures you in. So yeah. Free is over. You're stuck, but you yeah. don't care. You're so right at that, that point. was that was my life and i didn't want it to ever end so just keep fast forwarding i i continue to consume alcohol because the main thing with that at that fire call that really messed my head up was the fact that for me mm -hmm. i got relief from that uh that noise that train that horn so it blocked it for a while yeah and it worked Shit, yeah. man. So, okay. Well, there's a lot more that go on in in my life, traumatizing things, um, and that just progressed. It just progressed. It seemed like it was a, a kind of a quick fix, and like you said, it it helped you get through. Yeah, very traumatizing event in your life, and then others to follow. You know, being a being a firefighter, that's kind of sadly what comes with the the territory. I mean, you hope if you show up on time, and and the people in the house are awake and, and uh, you know able to get out i think a lot of people maybe think that you guys just go put fires out but there's so much more to it than oh, just no. spraying a hose and you know what i mean and, and putting the fire out there's real people and, and real lives at risk and it affects you that you know the firefighters also everybody thinks you're just like superman you know and, and you're human too well and not to take away from the firefighters austin at all but I mean, that goes for anybody that's in public safety, um, uh, that's CMS, that's dispatchers, that's firefighters, that's police officers, you know. A lot of people that you don't even realize do this stuff for very, very, very limited money. And a lot of, like, the fireside guys, they're free. They're volunteer. Um, and I think it's sad that 
people that portray people like this on TV make more money than the actual people doing yeah. it. I yeah. think it's it's terrible. Oh, I totally agree. And the way it's portrayed on TV is is almost like that superhero like power, and it's I think un unrealistic. It's not realistic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, you got shows like Chicago Fire, and I'm a fan of that show, and Chicago Med okay. and PD. They do a very good job at demonstrating t to the public um, what we go through. And it's not, you know, it's for TV, so a lot of it's far-fetched, but a lot of it's done realistically. Um, and, yeah, they're going to have storylines, but I'm a fan of them shows, and they do a justice, I think. Um, I think they do a justice to the police, uh, more so than our media and yes. our social media. Right. I mean, right. when I grew up, you know, you respected authority. And that goes back to when I said to you I was starting to learn my life. And I started to respect authority. And that's why I just i am so thrown back today when people disrespect authority, disrespect the law. Mm -hmm. Where did we get to in a country where... F the police is now acceptable. Defund the police is now acceptable. Volunteers now more than ever are needed because nobody treats them right. They want to walk away from this because of all the traumatizing shit that they got to deal with. You understand how many cops are close to suicide right now in this nation, Austin? Yeah. Because of social media and bad portrayals of other things. So I think when shows do things like Chicago PD and P uh, the fire show, it's good. I would agree. There, there's, 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 there's good and evil out there, and it's supporting the good people, the volunteers, the people that don't get paid what they should to protect us. Because there is real, real evil out there, and uh, you know that's why you need your your military, your police, your firefighters, your EMS. Yes. Because uh, the average person, and even myself, you know, we we're kind of the last line of defense. You don't want to face that evil. Everybody's human, right? So we're not perfect. We make mistakes, you know, Correct. we all F up at times we do. And, uh, but it's, it's making it right and picking yourself up because again, those people, are the front lines, you know, our military and, and then also firefighters and police officers. So it's important to, like you said, show them, show them respect. Um, and I think, I don't, I don't know. I can't speak of what's going on in the, in the country. There is a change and, uh, it's kind of scary to see, you know, it's like these are the people you're gonna call if someone breaks into your house, or if your car's on fire, and and or your your house on fire, and, and there's a child in there. You know, you're gonna want these people, so you should support them in the good and bad. I mean, of course, hopefully they acknowledge if they did something wrong, and this is what we're gonna do to better it, and they get the proper training. But uh, yeah, I, I can't say what's going on with the country because um, I I don't. I don't know, but uh, hopefully next generation's up. They learn to respect, and even elders, you know, just respect in yeah. general. Um, but, Justin, let's get back on. So now, um, firefighter, drinking's involved, heavy drinking and things like that. I'm assuming at some point you have a sober journey. You start to realize this oh, yeah. is an issue. and Yeah, I, I attempted rehab several times, um, and it was all for alcohol. And... <clears throat> <clears throat> While they were wonderful programs, the first one uh, was in White Deer Run, and it wasn't the one around here. I never got out of detox over funding. Okay. I didn't get out of detox over funding. And we wow. had to go through all kind of hell to try to keep me in this rehab facility. This is how this country's backed over, by, you know, how it's wrong. So I get in, go through the detox program. I'm sober for three months 
possibly after this. Yeah. Not much. But, but I, I'm sober nonetheless, but I'm miserable. I, I'm finding that I am testy. I am a son of a bitch. All right. Um, You're edgy. What just, the yeah. hell happened? What's going on? Oh, God damn. Go to the doctor. I get put on all kind of medicine. And right. it's, oh. it's stuff that I'm taking to this day. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you how I got to that. Okay. But I was so reluctant and I didn't want to take it, but I knew I needed to do something. Well, keep fast forwarding. I'm still a fireman. I'm still working. I'm still seeing shit. I'm still a human being at the end of the day. And everybody has to have something to unwind. And for me, it was always alcohol. Take the edge off. Relax. Here it goes. Relapse. Yeah. I relapse. So. Start drinking again, Austin. <clears throat> Ends up another year or two later, I, the love of my life I lost over alcohol. The love of my life. I'm not going to say her name out of respect and privacy, but, you know, I was with this woman for nine years. Wow. Yeah. Um, off and on. Mm-hmm. But my alcohol, my alcohol addiction made me lose her. And is a main reason I continue this day, this journey, the way I am going forward as a reminder of the person I never want to be because yeah. I hurt her. So anyway, I go to a rehab. She was the second rehab. And I, I don't remember the name of the facility, but it was fantastic. Okay. I was in C4. I'm sure the name will come to me. Oh, I don't need tissues, brother. Oh. I'll be all no, right. No, no. They're here. They're here. I get it. You know, just, no, uh, seriously, I just got to uh, spill from my gut. Okay, you know, I, I, and I appreciate it. And for listeners out there, you know, Justin did say that, you know, you wanted to get into this. And I, I appreciate because I don't think enough people talk about mental health and, and the issues. You know, as men, we're, you're supposed to just be this tough guy and, and, and you <laughs> put up with things and, and protect the women, which, of course, you know, that's what we're here for. But at the same time, you know, hey. We're humans. I, we're humans, exactly. We so I'm sorry to cut you off. I just, they're here. You're fine, they're brother. Here. No, okay. you are fine. You are so 100%. Please continue. I'll have a sip of water. It sounds like a good idea. Me too. Yeah, take, yeah. take a sip. So now you get to this new facility. Much better, you're, you're just Yeah, saying. this facility yeah. was better. And this facility I took seriously. And this facility, I really wanted to pass this one uh, because... I was in the process of losing my girlfriend if I didn't. So I'm really doing this for her, but I really wanted to do it. I really wanted to make this work. So, okay, I come out of rehab. I'm still, I'm just, uh, it's not working for me. Nothing's working for me. The meds, they're helping me, but I'm just, I start drinking again. So she's aware of it. She understands it. She understands addiction because she was an addict when we got together. And I told her, it's either me or the drugs. Okay. She chose me. Wow, that's huge. This is why I, I, I beat myself up because I could never choose her. I always chose that alcohol. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we, um, we go about our lives, and uh, it's better because mm-hmm. I'm drinking, but it's not better because I'm drinking, if that makes any sense. I'm tolerable, but I'm nasty. I'm nasty to her. I'm nasty to the ones I love. And I don't know 
what the alcohol does to me, but that's what it does to me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like you want to, it's just the effects, like you said, no. of, of, of drinking. And yeah. it's not because I want to drink. It's because I felt like I had to drink because I wasn't getting relief from anything. Fast forward. I go to my last and final rehab. Okay. I ended up graduating that rehab and, uh, I still screwed up. I screwed up after that rehab. Um, but so, so when you say graduate, I, I don't want to cut you off. When you say graduate, what what does that mean? Because so for the listeners and for myself, the the rehab I graduated, I have that actually backwards. The rehab I graduated from was the one that I really liked. That was a good facility. Okay. The rehab that I went to, the one that really got me, like it made sense to me, that got me to, you know, be okay. You get your life together now. It was Gdunzia. Okay. Uh, and that's up there uh, near Harrisburg. And, and it's a, it's a co-ed unit. It's a wonderful unit. It's, yeah. Uh, Gdunzia saved my life. It, it's females are on one side, males are on the other side. But this rehab believes in putting everybody in a hostile situation during their recovery. Really? It's almost like a TV show. I'm saying, I shit you not. Yeah. It would be because, and it's a wonderful way they're doing it. So the men all sleep in a secured, locked men's area. The women all sleep in a locked, closed. And trust me, they are monitoring with cameras and stuff. So yeah. they're, you know. So you're separate. Yeah, I mean, you're totally separate. At nighttime. At nighttime, yeah. But during the day, hell, you know, in rehab, yeah. you're horny. And uh, yeah. people, guys and girls together. Stuff happens. You're going to flingle and mingle any chance you get. So this rehab focused us on... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take that tissue. Yeah. This rehab focuses people on um, working together, sober, through your everyday program. So you have counselors. That's it. You have four counselors, five counselors. You have a kitchen lady who's your cook. Well, your mentor. Yeah. You have your people on call who are your mentors. They're your staff that you can go to for anything. And you have programs that you have to go through the entire day. It's like a routine. You start in the morning with breakfast. But guess what? Who's going to cook that breakfast? So the, this rehab says, none of us are going to do it. You guys are going to do it. So they designate out of everybody. They get to know who we all are yeah. in this rehab. And by the time you would come into this rehab, this chain is already happening. So everybody has been in there and already they know the this routine. person can yeah. cook and there's a routine going. So you're, you're coming in, you're scared, you're new, but you're going to go in real quick because everybody in rehab, some of the nicest people I have ever met in my life were in rehabs. I shit you yeah. not. And these are terrible people. The world says addicts are terrible people. Uh, alcoholics are terrible people. Some of the nicest, I'm going to say it again so yeah. your listeners can understand me. Some of the nicest people I have ever met were in rehabs. There's beautiful people out there. But this program would make us like we would cook. You would have to cook. You were responsible. You get up in the morning at 4 in the morning and you cook or you nobody's going to eat. Somebody was in charge of laundry. Some was in charge of running our group. We called them our group leaders. And everybody had a job. Everybody was responsible for an activity throughout that day. And what did this do? It showed that if we can do it in here Mm -hmm. with total strangers, what's the difference on the outside with total strangers? The difference is sobriety. And you come out of there and you go, holy shit. 
This yeah. program made sense to me, and that program made sense to me. I'm not going to lie, I messed around for a while. You know how I said to you, I, you know, finding relief? Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you want to know what I, I've done, Austin, to find relief and get away from the alcohol? Yeah, seriously, yes. So <clears throat> I'm just going to be straight with everybody out there. Marijuana. Marijuana. It started to, as an alcoholic. Don't ever bring me around marijuana. I hated marijuana. Yeah. I did not want to play with marijuana. I tried it a few times. Bad experience. Fast forward, I'm getting more responsible roles. Uh, my current job, Hobby Lobby, or uh, hell no. I worked at Hobby Lobby, but no longer. Uh, and I do not miss that place. Okay, yeah. Uh, I can tell just by your facial expression. We don't have to talk about it if you don't uh, want. Cause, it would never yeah. be nice, and I don't want to bad talk anybody that yeah. can't defend themselves. Yeah, and I don't see you as being that. It was Hobby not Lobby. a nice company. Yeah. It was not a nice company to work for. And uh, yeah. people were great company backwards uh, that's all i'm gonna say gotcha. uh, but my tenure there was nice uh, i'm at longhorn now so and i i feel like i'm at home i feel like i'm at family i feel like that scott and crystal vibe is here i am i'm back i'm home i have that family well, that's, the huge. that's huge that's huge and this is yeah. a big part of the sobriety for me and getting away from my life that i used to have my life oh jesus it was clubs, it was bars, it was casinos, it was anything bad, cocaine. Right. I mean, did you know I was doing cocaine? No, I would have never known any. Oh, I mean, no. Because no, no. whenever I saw you, you were very, like I said earlier in the podcast, you're very professional and you're very well put together. I mean, you always dressed appropriately and things like that. So I I had no idea you're fighting mm. these these demons, but you it makes sense. You would have never have known. Nobody would have known yeah. uh, because human. See? Right. Not Superman. Um, no, everybody has their problems and I'm one of them people. And I'm so thankful that you brought me in here to talk about it today. I yeah. really am because I needed to get this stuff off my chest. Yeah, no, thank you. Like I said, I, I just appreciate you coming the, on. The, the, the introduction to the marijuana was actually my ex-girlfriend, Brittany. God, I love that girl. She is, uh, uh, she was a high school sweetheart, Yeah. but I never went to high school with her right after high school. Josh Shank, that okay. we talked about earlier, yeah. was dating a girl, Sarah. Uh, and Brittany was my girlfriend at the time. And they both lived in Richland. They both lived three doors down. They were both the three doors down. So me and Josh would spend our right after school, yeah. uh, after high school in, in Richland, in this little community. So it kind of got me in that, that mindset of little small towns and stuff so that's what got me to like where i am today with my mind thinking um so you would have never known uh that i was battling those demons because i hit it yeah i hit it uh and most addicts hide it well i think it just becomes a, a part of you and, you and you have to live with it for so long not that you want it to but it's it's second nature maybe you it, know? It, it it really it, it is it's it's hard to explain what the mind of an addict is, but I can maybe give a demonstration to somebody here that's listening to me. Uh, you know, people think of addiction as drugs. Well, it's not just drugs. It, it can be anything. It can be gambling. Uh, you could be addicted to sex. You could be addicted to, well, porn, that's sex. You yeah. could be addicted to so many things in this world that, you know, 
these energy drinks people are consuming. Oh, yes. Do you oh, yeah. think they're addictive? I do. Mm-hmm. Because I can watch people that don't have them get irritated. Yeah, uh, jitters. People that need caffeine uh-huh. or are addicted to caffeine. Um, do they? Is their mentor of mind to state, does it alter? If it alters, you're addicted. Here's the thing. Don't say you don't know what addiction is or you do know what addiction is. I live it every day. And it's going to be something that I'm going to live the rest of my life because... With addiction, you don't just turn it off. It's always there. That's why they say addiction's not curable, but it's manageable. You can manage whatever you want in life if you want it. I think so. If you put your mind to it, oh yeah, you could definitely you could do anything if if your will and your mind is, is behind you. I think you can. So now, Justin, what does an average day look like for you? You're out of firefighter. That's in the past. You're moving forward. So what's like? What's an average day look like for you? I know you have a a boxer, a puppy dog. I don't know the name, but Taco. Taco, He's okay. Like, Taco. So yeah, my my normal everyday life now consists of work, uh, really work. And my tenure with uh, Longhorn has been nothing but amazing, nothing short. Uh, my my management team is a wonderful management team. I feel like uh, I'm at home when I'm there. I, it, it gives me that feeling of the inn, only. Now it's a more controlled environment. It's not as crazy because the inn was, let's face it, brother, I did everything there. And you know oh, yeah. that. Oh, yes. <clears throat> and Crystal and Scott, hell, I was at the inn at 3 in the morning whenever they'd have a problem. You know, wow. I was the guy that called. I had the keys and everything to everything. It's just one of those things, you, you know, you just learn to... Yeah. Go with it. So I would say you were you were the glue guy, right? Every team needs a glue guy that you can go to, whether it's, hey, I need this fixed or I need this and that. It's just somebody that brings the team together. And I definitely could see that at the end now. I mean, I didn't know they'd call you in that early, but I could see you doing it because they well, needed help. And It you, wasn't yeah. even call me in. Like when we would get snowstorms and stuff, yeah. mom and pop shop. I mean, I would sometimes even plow the lot without a license but you know you can do that yeah. you're on a private property and you know and that's the mindset when you know grew up you know you just took action and you did it and i think that's what made me into the person i am today you know if you're not gonna have time to do something right the first time then don't even do it um uh, and that's why i think they they brought me up in that mindset to do it right and so did my parents you know my everyday life now is work it's Lebanon County weather, it's business. My days in the past of the drinking and stuff, I don't miss. I And you know what? Every time I see a drunk person now, yeah, it's a good reminder of what the hell I used to do and why I don't do it. No right. That, that is phenomenal. And I'm very happy for you. I mean, seriously, it's, it's a lot to overcome. And you hinted at it just now, so we'll segue right in. What got you into reporting the weather and starting the successful Facebook page, uh, Lebanon County Weather, because, again, growing up, and of course I was younger, but seeing you at the end, I never knew you were into weather. I mean, you're, like, going after some storms. I think I saw you guys went to Atlantic City maybe recently for snow or something. like. Yes. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that, because it's everybody in Lebanon County knows, and I think it's even further than that, because, I mean, you guys are growing. Oh, we're, we're, we're not. I don't want to quote Donald Trump, but we're huge. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> you guys are. Uh, and I won't, yeah. I'm not going to take that lightly, because it is, I'm very blessed. I am just very blessed to have the following of people I have. Uh, but you asked me what got me into it. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. okay, this goes back to the, the firefighter thing, you know. 
I always wanted, and it goes back to my childhood when I started to learn. I wanted to help and give back to the community. So in my time, it was 2011, and I was talking to a guy named Bill Showers. Um, um, he was the assistant fire chief at Jonestown at the time, um, and he had a, a little page called Lebanon County Firewire. Okay. Okay. I like and that name. That was, uh, that was the name of the page. And he said, would you like to be a moderator and help me on that? Sure. Why not? So we would post the fire calls. And so this popular page, now that everybody knows it as Lemon County Firewire and Alert, that was ours. Oh, in wow. In the beginning. And I decided, let's start. I want to write that down so I don't forget. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Lemon County Firewire and Emergency Alert it is now. But we it was, back then, it was Lemon County Firewire. That okay. That's all it was. It was a very short to it point, and it, was, it, it grew too. So I pitched an idea to Bill. I said, hey, we're both into the weather, but I was really a phenomic with the, the weather, and Bill had a good background with the weather, so I made Lebanon County weather. Damn, am I glad I did, because back when, that 2011, there's a time in our generation where everything was starting to change, and I was very intelligent with, at that time, how the algorithms worked in social media uh, it, before we got all this. That's all right. So that what that is, say if is, you got if you got to get it. No, it's nothing. That okay. I, I still to this day I will monitor our local fire guys uh, just because of the tremendous respect. And I would be there right now. Yeah. There's a there's a situation for let's put this here and we'll go right back. The kind of guy I am, if there's a situation where there's life or property at danger, I'm going to be one of them guys that's going to assist. I will be the first guy to assist our law enforcement officers if the right or the, the, the if it arises. Yeah. Um, and my my guys on the outside in the fire service, uh, which I might be going back to, we will talk about later. I will have their back and I will assist them. And yeah. I have and I have as an off duty firefighter, and I will as a Samaritan. If I can tag a hydrant for them and help them get something, I'm going to do it. Yes, you seem like a guy that more than willing to to help or I'm going to actually first... mute this damn thing Okay. Now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this is <laughs> Was it was it, uh can you share with it, the listeners no, or I no? just Swiss dairy. It okay. was an automatic fire alarm. Gotcha. So I like I said I monitor the city. Uh I know them guys, I respect them guys. North Cornwall, Speedwell, my home department, uh and Ebenezer because those were all working relations in my tenure of where I would run. So I like to listen to them guys on the air because yeah. I, I love a lot of them. And you know them like brothers. Uh, yeah, it's a they, brotherhood, they're, I imagine. They're still brothers, too. Yeah, that's oh, phenomenal. Let's, let's pick up here. Um, so what are you most passionate about now? You know, for a while, maybe it was the restaurant business. You know, now firefighter, which is, like you said, you, you might be going back. So like, what is your passion now? And, of course, you have the weather page. I mean... You're chasing so, storms, yeah. Let's go back here, and I want to get. I want to talk about Davis Schaefer. Okay. Yes, please. Um, so a lot of the fans that probably don't understand London County weather. <clears throat> when I made this with Bill, it grew so quickly. Uh, oh yes, I yeah. didn't anticipate it growing. Right. So the page starts to grow, and. Me and Bill are like, well, I'll be happy if we get a thousand likes. Well, uh, here it comes. A thousand's a lot back then. This yeah. is when the time of social media was switching. 
This is when everybody was getting sick of going from www.coms. Now they're going to Facebook. And I think we had uh, MySpace, not MySpace. Uh, what was the other one back then? It was popular. Oh, there was geez. another one. There I was think something it, in between there. That they, and everything's going to these apps now. They're, they're an app on their phone. So, and you just think about this. This, yep. is, this is where I, we were back then. I knew this. I seen this growth happening. So as this growth is happening, I'm taking advantage of it. So now I know the algorithms of Facebook. I start posting shit at the right times when it's going to get the feed. I start getting professional. I start going away from freelance, more script. Fast forward, a guy by the name of Davis Schaefer comes along. Uh, and offers to buy Lebanon County weather from me for five thousand dollars. Wow! I said, "Oh hell yeah!" Right? You why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I sell it? Yeah. He's buying my assets from me, and this is Davis is just a fantastic guy. I, I'm, I'm so grateful he came into my life because he saved me. Really, he did uh, the company. He he had a vision uh, for this Lebanon County weather brand, and I think he believed in it more than I ever did because I was never. You know, I never wanted to do this for anything. I really just wanted to give back to yeah, the community. To community but right. he pitches me an idea. Why not make some money on this? And I mean, why wouldn't I at this point? In my tenure yeah. in life, I'm getting older. Um, I'm not getting younger. I'm settling down. So, shit. Yeah. Why not make this what was a Facebook page into, you know, something better? So I sold uh, but yeah. I'm I'm still Lebanon County Weather because um, I'm a freelancer for David Schaefer, who is also the founder of Lebtown, Lebanon Publishing. The guy is very smart. The guy is just like me. He knows, um, you know, where the readers like to focus their attention. And in this county, it's he does the he'll focus like you on the good of people and yeah. the better. And I'm just. He's a whole new story. I could talk about Davis for a long time, but he's a good guy, and yeah. he is the reason that the uh, I got paid for this. He pitched me the idea, and you know we'll get sponsors on here, and uh, you know do everything that I'm doing. He does all the bookkeeping. He does all the side work. Oh, wow. He does all the um, the business side of things. I just have to focus now solely on forecasting the weather, which you love to do. And you're good at it. You're because I'm too busy for all the rest of it. I really am because my career at, at, at Longhorn is I'm planning on being my future. That's it. Darden restaurants are fantastic companies to work for. I'm just going to leave it at that, but there's growth potential for me and I know it. And, I don't want to move on anymore. I'm I'm going to be 37 years yeah. old when this is airing. I'm getting older. My body is shot from all the years as a firefighter. I can imagine. Um, and I'm at a place now in life where I'm happy and I can manage my pain with um, some weed. Let's <laughs> say weed. Cannabis. I actually like the edible stuff. Um, and that's that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. You know? Well, you found a good thing and you have a very good thing in life, which you've worked hard and earned it, you know, with, with the restaurant and, you know, Lebanon County weather. Like I said, you guys are always spot on. Like, I don't even turn on the news. I don't even watch the weather channel. Look, I go onto Facebook and I go to your page 
And that's where I get the real weather. You know, if I want to know temperature, especially in the winter, what kind of snow we're getting or bad storms, you guys always report it and you're so accurate. It's amazing. Like, I'm, I'm very gonna, impressed. Yeah. I'm going to go back to where you say you guys. Now, I'll, okay. I'll tell you, <clears throat> Greg uh, Evans is no longer, or not Greg, uh, Greg Horning. Greg Horning uh, is no longer on uh, with me. We went our separate ways. Bill is no longer, I mean, he's on the page, but Bill has a lot going on in his life. Um, and in between, I'd always say the staff, us, it's really me. Um, yeah. I have some moderators on there, but nobody else does wow. the weather. I got, I got uh, Bobby Martridge from Eastern PA Weather Authority, okay. um, LLC. He and Jim Rinaldi, they're both meteorologists. They also back uh, Lebanon County weather. So on any major, major storm, I always, I always have in the past collaborated with pro- professional meteorologists. This is a hobby for me, but I know when it comes down to legalities, people are like, "Well, is this guy?" Eh? I think my accuracy speaks for itself with the the following that I got. And I'm not bragging, but I think generally I put out a good product. I restrained my products. I used to go out long term. People would not like <coughs> a blown forecast. So I keep it shorter now. Go out three days. And the way I do my, my snow calls now, I think you're always going to have trolls on these these keyboard yeah. warriors what what do you do about that so i think the way i got my style down with davis is is mm-hmm. just i think it's a good platform now yeah. and you're going to get a good product no i'm excited to watch it keep going i mean seriously i'm very excited and to know that it's pretty much you know you it's all you and and i i don't know why i thought there was a team of 3 to 5 people there used but, to be i mean yeah. in the past there were some guys on there as well but all went separate ways through their own yeah. thing, you know. Going That's, forward, it's you. You know, we've been around now, what, 10, so 2011, so 10 years. Wow. 10 years, and a lot of things happen in that time. You know, you just like yesterday, you think it seems it starts, you know. I got very popular in 2011 with Tropical Storm Lee because at that time, uh, WLBR, WQIC's Carson Shuey, was literally the the flooding is getting bad and he's he was promoting Lebanon County weather on the radio saying this yeah. is the guy he was predicting 12 inches of rain no one no one yeah. was calling for that around here i'm predicting 12 we got over a foot of rain during Lee and we had catastrophic flooding That's right, and WLBR yeah. is giving reports off of what i'm saying wow. instantly yeah. instantly did it go up to like 4 or 5000 Right there on right that. There. Wow. Just, all, Just a matter the of... Get going. Yeah. That's when it was like going off. So, yeah. That's huge. Oh, <laughs> man. Congrats, seriously, on selling yeah. it. That's awesome. But yet you're still a part of it. and It's going to like, be my baby. I, I mean, the option is there if I want to ever buy it back. But, see, I had made an LLC, which is a big mistake. And uh, we got that closed down now. But in, when my mind said that was going to protect me, well, no, it's not. All that does is gets the IRS's hands involved and shit you don't need them involved in. They're already involved in enough. Why the hell do I need this? Why do I need to pay to the government? Right. And I'm not doing nothing, but the government doesn't know it that way. They think I'm making money off this, and I got to prove to them that I'm not. How do you do that? And yeah. I had a hell of a scare last year, uh, well, this year filing, and it's like, I'm done. That's why it's closed. Yeah. You know, the LLC, the it's liability is on Davis Schaefer, Lebanon's publishing, and he he has a set of attorneys, and this guy's intelligent, so yeah. he knows what you can do. And that's why it's like, this is just easier to 
let this guy have this platform and I can do everything I've always done yeah. under him. You know, and the guy is so, so wonderful to work yeah. for. He really is. He, he the dream boss. Oh, that's awesome. Seriously. Yeah. And I wanted to thank you because you gave me the last Lebanon County weather sticker. Yep, I'm I trying to think what I want to do with it. Mark uh, Saladay yeah. at 911 Rapid Response. I want to yeah. give him a pitch because he's the guy there. He would, uh, he always, he's always for the community. And yeah. I watched him grow uh in his little garage he's a small business guy like you know us yeah and i watched him grow and he this is so big he's expanding at his current location now but he he did those stickers for me okay Uh, who came up with the design david claghorn david claghorn i get david claghorn's in uh vermont in a little town called jericho and i met him on uh a Facebook group called Four Seasons Weather. Yeah. Uh, and it's a bunch of pro and amateur meteorologists and hobbyists alike. And during this time, uh, me and Dave became friends, and it turned out he was a graphics designer. So he said, let me pitch you an idea. Well, this is what this guy does for a living. So I can give you some links to his website after this if you yeah. want to include him. I came up with the vision. He created it. And David made okay. everything that you see now. The artwork is yeah. David Claghorn, phenomenal. And he's you know he's always Jeez. looking for work. If you know yeah. anybody that needs something, and he he pumps it right to me, literally a day or two after I ask for it. And he does Whoa, quick. fast for me because yeah. this guy, he's and that he, that nobody that's a designer does that. Yeah, nobody that yeah. they can't. That is very fast. Awesome. No, so. Justin, kind of last couple questions to wrap it up here, which again, thank you for for everything. Some main things I want to I want to throw out here. Um, how can our listeners connect with you and follow along on your journey? I think just keep following me on Lebanon County weather because my journey is just beginning. I look at my past as my starting point now. My mindset, especially when I consume cannabis, is worry less. Um, and for me. My anxiety levels have come down tremendously now. Because remember earlier in this podcast, I said I'm on meds to this day. I don't know if Austin can tell a difference uh, since the years that he's seen me at the end. But back then, I was a heavy drinker. And I don't know if he can tell a difference in my tenure or not here. Can you see I'm calmer? I can. I would say calmer for sure. And you present... more professional exactly right that's what I was and that's for. that's yes. where i'm at in my mind because yeah. i'm all about business i'm all about public i'm all about safety yeah. um and i gotta have my wits when if if something were to to go wrong i have to have my wits and this is why i possibly might be joining the fire the speedwell fire company i had a, a young member who mentored looked up to me and he asked me to come back so Whoa! My my membership's back in there, so yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. So a younger firefighter that's just kind of starting on his or her journey, they knew of you and wanted you to come back and be a part of their team. Yeah. Uh, oh, so that's huge! Little man. history. His name's Chase Testerman. Okay. Uh, the son of Billy Testerman, who is the fire chief there. Okay. Currently, uh, but growing up, Billy and me were inseparable. We were the interior fire guys, and Brad Augustman. We were the fire years for the per this per se in the department. Like we would do everything. Um, but his kid was a little bastard back then. Oh yeah. And he would get off the bus, and he would throw water balloons and all kinds of shit. He gets involved, 
and, and, and I found it so relieved when I heard that this kid gets involved and then not only gets involved, he gets into a leadership position um, and now ask me to come back and help him train. Yeah. That's huge to me. That's huge. That's a personal, no matter what happened in the past with my experience with Speedwell, that's huge to me. And with the cannabis, I forgave. I forgave a lot of people. I yeah. forgive a lot of people. I don't get worked up anymore. I mind my business for the most part. I mm -hmm. still get pissed off. Don't get me wrong. And yeah. I, when you get me mad, I'm going to let you know verbally. In the past, I would drink i wouldn't say nothing now i'm i'm more inclined to tell you to go pound sand yeah, yeah. and that's just the way it is i'm, I'm you're a straight, straight shooter forward. yeah straightforward exactly the way i am right yeah. now but that's huge i mean you had an impact on this on this young man's life and now he's reaching out to you to say hey let's you know get get back involved and because your time as a firefighter you did enjoy it seems i mean you really loved it and like i said it was a brotherhood um so before we close out is there anything else you'd like the listeners to know well, I don't know. I, I, I've said so much. Um, I just think if, if you're struggling, this is where I want to go with it. If you're struggling with addiction, this is primarily why I came on this show. Please ask for help because if you don't, if you don't acknowledge first within yourself that you have a problem, number one. Number two, if you're not willing to do anything about it, you're never going to change so when you can come to this conclusion that you have a problem and you want to fix it, you can come talk to me. Davis Schaefer, he, you're going to have his connections, but he would be the guy that I could probably refer to for direct security purposes to get in touch with me because I'm not going to give him all my personal information out. But right. people that are listening to me, just know there's a way you can get a hold of me. If you are struggling in an emergency and I will be there for you and I will listen to you because you are worth it. Okay. And I want anybody that's listening to this podcast to see my story and see the hell I went through and where I'm at now. And that recovery is an everyday process because addiction has no cure and it's only manageable. And uh, I was going to quote, but I don't. I don't think I want to. It might be a little too much. But that's it. I just, uh, I wanted to let the people out there that might think everything is great with my life know yeah. that I'm human too, just like you. And we're all in it together. Exactly. And that's, that's why I'm here and doing what I'm doing now. Couldn't say it any better. Justin Snyder on the American Grown Podcast and the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Austin. It was fun. Dude, you did great. If you want to see more American-grown content, follow along on Facebook and Instagram. Username American Grown Podcast. If you received any value, please share this episode with friends, family, and coworkers. And lastly, subscribe and leave a review. If you'd like to be a featured guest on the podcast, Please direct message or email Austin at AmericanGrownPod at gmail.com.